Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Let us right, my friends. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. You can email me your thoughts, questions, feedback, opinions, adoration, and praise also is accepted. And I was going to tell you that we were back on YouTube today. I don't even care anymore. I, I just, I don't care. I do care for the people that watch us there or try to listen to the program there. YouTube has no idea. YouTube doesn't know what is going on. They don't know their own rules. They just, I'm telling you, they're just afraid of ideas that are being said by conservatives. They hate them so badly. They want, they don't want them on their platform and they don't, they just, they don't follow their own rules. Bunch of jokers as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. So. Go to our site, I guess, as well. Well, that's our download the podcast, I should say, to to listen to us or subscribe to our email, com slash subscribe. Hope you had a good weekend, and it's uh, it's good to be here. I want to start here today. I want to start here today with a, a conversation that was taking place on, on Twitter over the weekend. In fact, um, in fact... I guess you could say that this is a way that the radical left, the extreme radical left, seeks to um, they seek to redefine traditional American institutions, not just American institutions, institutions in general. Like this is the the Catholic Church, for example, and symbols. They try to redefine or change American symbols. We're at a, a bit of a dangerous point in time, I think. Um, well, you know, there are some folks who hate this country so much, feel so much uh, negative, so many negative emotions about this place that they're prepared to even do things like change the American flag. There was an editorial written by I think Macy Gray that I want to reference today, but I want to start here. By the definition or the attempts to redefine, I guess, the Catholic Church by the radical left. And this started, this was a tweet, um, kind of a Twitter battle, I guess, a Twitter face-off. Ted Lieu, who is a representative from the People's Republic of California, Ted Lieu says, I'm Catholic and I support contraception, a woman's right to choose, treatments for infertility, the right of people right, for people to get a divorce, the right of same-sex marriage. Next time I go to church, I dare you to deny me communion. So this all started, this all started because of uh, discussion to ban, was it Biden, I guess, I don't know, Catholics, people who are Catholic who are um, openly supporting, openly supporting Abortion, pro-choice, uh, the pro-choice movement. Now, 
Ted Lou jumps in and says, look, if you want to start doing this, denying people communion over their beliefs, um, let me tell you the Catholic beliefs that I disagree with, although he's Catholic. I mean, it's, here's the thing. At some point, and I'm not, I'm not Catholic. I'm, a, I'm, I'm Protestant. I'm an evangelical uh, Christian, but I have you know, respect for him. I have Catholic friends and respect them and their beliefs. You know, as long as uh, from a Christian perspective, many, uh, if, if someone's a believer in Jesus, they're a brother and sister of mine. And so there are some differences, just like there are between denominations, uh, between sincere Christian believers on, on some details and so forth. I don't uh, agree with every teaching of, you know, these details, not that I find some of these, it's just differences. People have differences of beliefs and opinions, but there's something that it means to be Catholic. There's something that it means to be any of these, you know, religions. In fact, I speaking with someone over the weekend who's Sikh and I was asking him some things about his faith just to learn. I'm familiar in some sense, but don't know. And I know some Sikhs now, but I didn't, you know, it's not something that um, that, that was a group of people that was around when I was growing up or anything like that. So I was asking questions, and there's something that it means to be these things, right? There's a, there's a definition. There's a core definition of what it means. And, of course, we're still people, and we can have different opinions on, on matters. But at some point, Ted, <laughs> Ted Lou here is not Catholic, right? I mean, at some point, when you say I'm not any of the core beliefs of what it means to be Catholic, then you have to say, well, then you're really not Catholic. And why are you Catholic, Senator? Or excuse me, Congressman Lou? Why? Why would you be a part of the Catholic Church when you don't agree with some of these incredibly fundamental positions that the Church holds? And I think if we get down to it, there may be a couple of reasons, or maybe it's the same reason. It's the same reason. It's just being, you know, mentioned or I guess uh, being argued from different perspectives. But the main reason here is that he either wants to change the Catholic Church and their belief structure. Again, fundamental. These these aren't just things on the periphery. This isn't something that revolves around the color of, you know, carpet in one of the classrooms or something. This is this is a core core belief and, and core teaching of the Catholic Church. And at some point you have to wonder how on earth how on earth are you are you Catholic, Congressman Lou? I mean, to say that I'm Catholic and I support well first contraception, that's of course a um, something that has been important uh, that, that that Catholics have, have taught or the Catholic Church has taught for, for some time. Um, but especially a woman's right to choose, and I love um, how this is, of course, always always worded. Uh, those of us who are pro-life are considered anti-choice in the minds of the radical left. Of course, you won't find anyone more pro-choice than a constitutional conservative or someone with libertarian leanings and principles. This is about protecting the life of an unborn child. This is really very simple, and this is a very pro-science position as well. That's another, that's another thing. The Catholic Church should come out, and I don't... Look, the Catholic Church doesn't want this open attack because they don't... 
unless the Pope's going to go toe-to-toe with Ted Lieu, which I just don't envision that happening, there's not really... They kind of are going to get bullied here in the media um, and, and from the, the people that are taking these positions in the amongst the radical leftists. They just have, the, in this sense, the bully pulpit or the media's attention or a platform to speak. And, you know, people know Ted Lieu. Now, people like the vast majority of you listening to me know that Ted Lieu's a radical, insane leftist and lunatic. But... A lot of people don't recognize that, and you know, they maybe they know his favorite ice cream, like they know Biden's, and maybe they know I don't know, just some other insignificant little detail that makes him more likable and relatable, and so they they listen to this nonsense, which is fine. I mean, this is just the nature of it. But I'm saying that there's that there's no substance here as far as I mean, Ted Lu, Ted Lewis wanting to radically change the teachings, the fundamental teachings of the Catholic Church, and he's saying, I'm, I'm Catholic, and I don't believe any of the fundamental teachings, right? At some point, that's not, uh, that, that means that you're not, you're not Catholic. I just, uh, you know, if, if at some point, if at some point someone does not um, adhere to the core teachings, just like at some point, if someone doesn't adhere to the fundamental truths and foundational teachings of this great nation. They're not being elected to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, right? If you seek to go in there each and every day and rewrite our nation, our nation's, I don't know, foundational documents or change those principles each and every day of your existence actively, there's one thing if you want to change certain aspects about American law or if you want to challenge parts of, you know, to change things, to change things in in government or whatever. There's one thing to want to change things. There's another thing. It's another thing to completely want to, completely want to um, fundamentally change this nation. And I would, I would suggest, I would say to you that that's what the radical left wants to do. So not only does someone like Ted Lieu want to radically transform and change the, the Catholic Church? He also wants to radically transform and change this nation. And the radical left wants to do that, and he's one of the forerunners carrying the insanity. Because, again, he's running uh, in a district in California that's been overtaken by radical, radical thinking. Radical anti-American thinking, I would even suggest, with some of the things that they want to do to see done and implemented. And of course, there's all sorts of other things like identity politics and um, that the radical left embraces that they often use against Republican opponents. That works in some places and sometimes many places. But the other thing, you know, he either wants to change the Catholic Church or he's really not truly fundamentally, I mean, Catholic. And here he is out here kind of bragging about this, challenging the church. The church does, look, we may not agree necessarily with all the steps that a church uh, can take, but at some point a church has a right to say you're not teaching and following um, the things that we believe in, and we are going, there are consequences for that. There are consequences for that, whatever that might be. 
The church has the right to do that. And so here we stand, Ted Lieu telling Americans that he's Catholic and doesn't really believe some of the very core principled beliefs and teachings of the Catholic Church. Doesn't believe him, rejects him, but says he's still he's still Catholic. You know, another thing that this points out to me is that, again, if he has this many fundamental disagreements with the Catholic Church, to me, the right thing to do is to just find another place to go that adheres to his belief system. I mean, these again, these aren't things on the periphery. These are things core to the church. But it points out that some people, some people belong to a any church, not just the Catholic church, but to the Catholic church, to another religious body or whatever, because that's how they were raised. It reminds me of when I was in college, I had a I had a Jewish roommate, well, for one semester in Washington, D.C., and he was actually a grad student, a series of events that he ended up in my uh, sharing a dorm room with me kind of midway through the, the semester. And he was uh, a practicing Jew, and I learned so much. I really enjoyed speaking and speaking with and learning from him because I'd never had that experience to be up close and personal with some of the observations on the Sabbath and all these sorts of things. But he told me once, um, as we had a conversation late into the night about God, he told me that he didn't he didn't even believe in God. He was he was really just culturally Jewish. He would follow the the customs, observe the Sabbath and the Jewish holidays, but there was no meaning there. He was effectively an atheistic Jew is what he I think that's what he would tell you. I don't know today. I haven't, I haven't communicated with him for really since we left school, but um, that's what he told me at the time. And so there's that component as well. And this is many, many folks. I shouldn't. I don't know. There's some percentage. I shouldn't say many, but there's there's a lot more folks that adhere to the idea that hey, this is just a belief. That this is more of a tradition. You know, we go to. Um, we go to this church because we like the tradition. There's really no meaning here. I don't really believe in this God that this religion is teaching me about. And so there's that that factor in there as well, which is which is unfortunate for the church because it it diminishes what the church is really. Again, not just the Catholic Church, just the church in general. Uh, that there are there are beliefs there that um, should be transforming the face of our society and the world, our belief in this in this God and who he is and his desire to reconcile the relationship with humanity. And some people are just going because they like the tradition or whatever it is, whatever the tradition or mom and dad went and grandparents went. Same is true for political parties. Some people vote Democrat because dad was Democrat, mom was Democrat or Republican for that matter. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa were Republicans. They'd They'd turn over in their graves if they knew I was voting for another another party. All these things, they're powerful emotions, powerful emotions. And But again, to some folks, they're symbolic. So, but Ted Lou's out there, and this is, this is what the radical left does. They want to redefine some of these traditional 
not just American institutions, but also American institutions. They also want to change the symbol. They also want to change the symbol from the American flag, which I want to get to that on the other side of this break as well. But again, Ted Lieu, there was a bit of a Twitter face-off here uh, between Ted Lieu and other other folks, many folks saying some of the same things that I just said, which is there's <laughs> there, words mean things, Ted. Words mean things. Catholic means something, and what you're listing out here is not, at some point, is not Catholic. It is not Catholic. It doesn't mean, again, I, I hesitate on some of these things, that, look, someone can, can attend the church. Someone can, like, for example, attend, say, where I go. If someone attends, they don't have to believe everything at the beginning. They might be seeking. But it's different to say, I am a Christian, but I don't believe in Jesus, like that doesn't make that doesn't make sense. That's precisely what that means. And likewise, it you can't say I'm a vegan and I eat I don't know hamburger each and every day, right? That that doesn't make sense. At some point, that isn't what that is. And words mean things. And in our culture and society, and the way that you know the media and Hollywood and pop culture use some of these words and we don't and phrases and we don't really want to nothing nothing seems to mean anything on a uh, objective scale to people anymore it's your truth and my truth i don't get all this stuff that that doesn't make any sense there's truth right there's truth there's my experiences maybe there's my calling and your calling but it truth is truth it doesn't it's not really contingent upon the person um, it doesn't change. It's not subjective is the point. And you get into the society and you get into this culture where everything's subjective and nothing is objective. We lose this concept that words mean things and that, and that there's a definition of what something is. And at some point, you cease to be just that. So quick time out. I want to share this um, editorial written by Macy Gray about changing the American flag on Juneteenth. And we'll do that on the flip side here, a little bit long in this segment, back here in just a minute. Program brought to you in part by Blake Hornsme of Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management. Northwestern Blake. Again, I've known Blake for, gee, over over 20 years now. We met uh, playing football in, in college. BlakeHornsby.com. That's H-O-R-N-S-B-Y. BlakeHornsby.com. Folks, he's a financial advisor, 20-plus years experience, and if you contact him, mention our show, you'll get a free initial consultation. BlakeHornsby.com, or you can call him, 317-215-8322. 317-215-8322. Be sure to tell them that you heard about him here on the program. I need to back up a half a step before talking about this Macy Gray editorial about changing uh, changing the U.S. flag. The reason I started talking about Ted Lieu and Catholicism was because, and I, I referenced this in passing, I just was a little bit distracted by getting to the meat of, of what was going on and how the left wants to redefine and change Institutions. They want to change, dra- dramatically change them, change them from what they're defined uh, to be. 
This is in the Washington Post. Catholic bishops passed controversial communion document. The move could limit Eucharist serving to Biden, others who support abortion. So the Catholic bishops, U.S. Catholic bishops on Friday, they backed, they voted to back a measure. This is again in the Washington Post. That could be an early step towards limiting communion for President Biden and other Catholic politicians who support abortion rights, who support abortion rights. I mean, look, this is a very fundamental, and, and oh, this is actually this is actually the foundation of what I feel called, why I feel called to, I guess, talk about these these issues. This is really at the core of what I believe, which is, and again, I want to get to this Macy Gray thing, but the reason here, the foundation is the church, Catholic, Protestant, Evangelical, whatever, just religious groups have been have been tricked here we've we've been tricked folks now you probably haven't been tricked but i'm talking about in general the church has been tricked into being silenced being silenced on issues because we've been told the church should not talk about politics now look i i at some level in the purest of forms and senses i know i don't mean that the church can't be allowed to talk about it i don't really necessarily like that concept of the issue of free speech matters here. Um, but at the same time, as someone that uh, has been in, in church for many years, I don't like the concept of politicking, telling the congregation to vote for this person, you know, in a local election. But when we're talking about big ideas, and when we're talking about ideas, important moral ideas, ideas that the Bible has things to say about, what is wrong? What is wrong with a church pointing out that some candidates and politicians embrace the ideas and others reject them and are the antithesis to what is wrong with this? What is truly wrong with this? Why can't a church address that? And they don't, the left doesn't like this. Now, I've said on here before, and this is important, this is important as a, as a Christian that Jesus died for everyone, and that Republicans and Independents and Democrats and all different uh, political ideologies, those folks can certainly be, be Christian. But there are some ideas, and some, especially there are some, there are some beliefs within, uh, say, a, a, a particular political party that you have to have an answer for. And again, with the Democrats position on abortion. I'm just going to, that's, that to me is the biggest one. But on the Democrats party platform on abortion, as a believer, you have to, I don't know what the answer is for that. Maybe, maybe someone can say that I, you know, don't have, uh, that's not why I'm Democrat. I, I don't like that. I want to change that about the Democrat party. Okay. I, I can, I can accept that at some point. They're wanting to change less about the Democrat Party than Ted Lieu is wanting to change about the Catholic Church. So I can I can understand that and be respectful to that. Um, but but there's a lot of things. There's there is truth. There is truth that we find. We have found as Americans and just as as the Church over time. Um, there are things that are true, and it's our job to to stand up for them, and we can't be tricked into being silenced. And 
you know, for someone to tell us it's political, the church can't talk about it. Well, the thing is, it's not political. It's become politics has become the battlefield, and you can't silence a group from fighting a moral, religious issue, as is the case with abortion. I mean, it is the issue of life. If a church, if a congregation of believers, be they Catholic, Protestant, whatever, Sikh, Muslim, I mean, any group of people, if they believe, if they believe in the sanctity of life and that's what their faith teaches, why can't they say that politically? Why can't they? We're being, we're being told that we can't. And some folks, now some churches are afraid to address any controversial issues because of the pushback and the blowback and the attacks, and they're afraid of repercussions and consequences and punishments, maybe being taxed, right? That's the thing that, that's the thing that they always hang over the church's head. Time to tax the churches. Folks have no idea of what they're even, even talking about, the amount, of, the amount of good that's come. Look, and there's always, there's always insane churches. I'm reminded of, what is it, Westboro Baptist out in, I don't know, somewhere in the nation's heart. Well, I want to say Kansas, but you know, they actually go to funerals of fallen American soldiers and hold up signs, and they say things that are reprehensible and, and idiotic. Um, they're free to do them, but my, oh, my, it is so offensive. I remember it happened to a family here not too far from me years ago. It's just, it's sick and sad. It really is. And they, in my opinion, they give the faith a very, very bad name. And I don't have anything to do with them. They don't, that's not the same thing that I believe. But I guess the, the point here is, is that as Christians, as believers, we're told this is faith, this is politics. And the government, since it's a growing by nature, has taken over everything. And they'll say, this is political, that's political. Everything's political. And now the church is not allowed to talk about it because they're not allowed to talk about politics. See how this works. And then suddenly, Suddenly, politicians are embracing principles and ideas that are truly contrary to people of faith, contrary to the teachings of the church. And the church, and I commend the Catholic Church for standing up here. I do, because I know, I know that that's, that there's, you know, maybe consequences and they don't want to take on the government, but they have to stand up for what they believe. I do commend them for this. I really do. And I wish more churches would would stand up and say, look, we're going to talk. We're not going to talk about, you know, politics per se. But when politics, when politics goes into issues that the Bible says things about, principles and truths that the Bible addresses, the issue for life is clearly one of those, right? I mean, there's, it's, there is no doubt that there are verses in the Bible that address um, issues that would where abortion would come up. There certainly are teachings and truths in the Bible that that matter, and the church should absolutely be allowed to do that. And to me, that is the the bigger issue, and that's what this that's what category this falls in in my in my mind. And as I watch the church stand up, I, I applaud them for doing this. So I'm long in this segment. I told you I was going to talk about Macy Gray's editorial. I still am just going to be one more segment later because I wanted to make sure I I didn't properly frame it. It's Monday. I wanted to get into it. I saw Ted Lou's tweet and I just jumped in. I needed to give you some context. There's the context. I'm taking a timeout. You're listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk. Be careful, my friends. Contents may cause you to lean to the right. Back here in just a minute.
friends. Okay, so I'm going to get into this editorial here. Again, this is, what, Grammy? Is it Grammy? I don't pay attention to that stuff. Grammy, award-winning artist, Macy Gray. Apologize if I got that wrong. I just, I couldn't care less about it. To me, the award, just a side note, to me, the awards, and I guess it's nice to be honored and recognized by your peers and people that do the things that you do, the so-called experts, the professionals, but... Isn't the real award being a top-selling artist or you know, people want to go to your concerts and, and to, to pay their hard-earned money to hear you perform? Isn't that the bigger vo- – anyway, I don't want to get into that, but I, the awards don't really, don't really do it for me. But here we go. This is Macy Gray, Opinion. MarketWatch.com is where I'm looking at this. I don't know where all this thing was published. It's a short read here. For Juneteenth, America needs a new flag that all of us can honor. This was written or first published on the 17th of June, updated June 19th. The Confederate battle flag, she writes, which was crafted as a symbol of opposition to the abolishment of slavery, is just recently tired. We don't see it much anymore. However, on the 6th, When the stormers rained on the nation's most precious hut, waving old glory, the memo was received. The American flag is its replacement. President Biden, Madam Harris, and members of Congress, the American flag has been hijacked as a code for a specific belief. God bless those believers. They can have it. Like the Confederate, it is tattered, dated, divisive, and incorrect, and no longer represents democracy and freedom, and no longer represents all, that's in all caps, all of us. It's it's not fair to be forced to honor it. It's time for a new flag. So she's saying here, in essence, because someone who stormed the Capitol on January 6th maybe someone that was even let in by security. You've seen some of those videos. Not defending all the behavior, but there are certainly peculiar things that happen there in certain aspects that one has to at least i I don't know the the way that it's talked about in the media and then what we actually saw in some of the video again, some of it's reprehensible, some of it's I don't know people being allowed in and so forth. It's just really bizarre stuff, and I don't want to get into that, but she's saying because someone carried a flag in there that day that it no longer represents us. It no longer represents us because someone carried a flag into the Capitol that day. And so we need a new symbol, which seems insane to me. It's totally insane to me. I guess if someone was, um, I don't know, if someone held up a convenience store while wearing a Macy Gray t-shirt, so should she change her name or change her logo because that was done? It just, it's, it, it makes no sense to me. The idea, the power that these folks have given to the what they're calling the June or the uh, January sixth insurrectionists is absolutely astonishing to me. This is normally when you're engaged in symbolic, say political. Well, it's not even I guess it's political in some sense, but symbolic, uh, you know, warfare. I mean, for example, in 1990, whatever it was, when we were having problems with Iraq, well. Again, don't I don't want to get into the Iraq discussion, but just as a general discussion point here, 
when we were about to invade and the tensions were uh, rising between us and Iraq and what they did when they invaded Kuwait, do you know that you, many of you know this, some of you may not, some of you are so young, you don't even probably, you weren't even maybe alive then, but President George H.W. Bush would refer to Saddam Hussein as, as Saddam, Saddam, and it was an insult to to Saddam Hussein, the word apparently sound i don't remember all the details but it was it was basically as though he was insulting him saying his name in such a way that it had other connotation and meaning and he was insulting him in front of his face but doing it in a way that it didn't come across as he was insulting it was just it seemed to some folks he was just saying the name sodom as saddam (laughs) and normally that's my point normally when you're engaged in you know, you can say a propaganda battle or, you know, just a, a battle between uh, – with someone who's your your adversary. You try to delegitimize them. That's not at all what the left is doing here. They're, they're putting these folks up on a pedestal. And the reason they do that is because they want you to think that the folks that stormed the building is what the rest of folks who voted for Donald J. Trump were on the verge of doing on January 6th that we want to destroy the country, burn down the Capitol and everything else. That's what they want you to to believe. We may be upset with our government. We may be upset, and actually we are. We're, we're, we're just completely infuriated at some of the stuff that, that they've been doing and or not doing, the way that they've disregarded our freedoms. But we love, we love with a passion this nation as founded. And again, it's not... Oof, this is not talking about slavery. We're talking about the, the principles that are in those founding documents. In those founding documents. Those things that when applied, when applied as written, freed people who were at one time under the bondage and the deplorable conditions and not treated humanely as, as equals through slavery. The ideas in that document ultimately freed those folks. It was not applied in the correct way when the founders formed this nation. But we love this nation. But they they give way too much power. They're building these folks up. Normally you try to delegitimize them, point out the craziness of their beliefs. Instead, instead the insinuation here is that the flag represents such a huge number of people that want to burn this nation to the ground. And ironically, ironically, the people burning it to the ground are the people telling us the flag doesn't represent what America was truly founded on. So I'm going to try to get through as much of this as I can. Quick timeouts in order. Sit tight back here in just a minute. So let's return here. When I left off in this Macy Gray editorial, I left off by her writing, it's time for a new flag, a new U.S. flag, a new new flag for the United States of America. She says, incorrect. Let's look to the stars. There are 50 where there should be 52, where there should be 52 periods. Sorry, the D.C. is written after it, so there's three periods in a row. 52. D.C. and Puerto Rico have become have been lobbying for statehood for decades. So I guess we're just supposed to automatically... Again, I've been to the D.C. thing. D.C. statehood 
the founders specifically created a district for the federal government to avoid this. We've been through it before. The same thing can happen where D.C. exists today. They can become part of Maryland. That is not its own state. That is not its own state. At one point in time, Virginia had given up space, territory for the District of Columbia as well, and that ended up becoming part of Virginia again. There's not another state tucked in there. But yet that's what they want to do. There's a reason for this, and that's for political power. But she continues here, both have been denied since statehood would allow each territory's elected officials seats in the House. Assuming D.C. reps would be African-American and Puerto Rican reps would be Hispanic, the ultimate assumption is that these elected officials would be Democratic. That alone is racist. (sighs) Okay. Keep it together here. On the stripes, the Smithsonian documents that the white stripes represent purity and innocence. America is great. It is beautiful, pure. It ain't. It is broken and in pieces. Again, why is America broken? I'll tell you why it's broken, Macy Gray. Because of the people that you are apparently electing. You're voting to elect. The system is not broken. The characters working within the system are broken. As... William F. Buckley said, the problem with socialism is socialism. It is a broken ideology. It is morally bankrupt. It is corrupted. It is not going to stand the test of time because it is faulty. The problem with capitalism, says Buckley, are capitalists, meaning that the people, there's problems with the people that work within that system. And the truth is there's always problem with the people because we're all, as some degree, broken and not perfect human beings, some seeking to do some reprehensible and atrocious things. Those are the problems within capitalism. It's individual capitalists. But the ideology, the ideology has ushered in so much goodness and opportunity. It's unmeasurable. Got to take a break. Back in just a minute. Friends, look, I this this I'm going back to Ted Lou here. Ted Lou responds to accusation, well, to the feedback which we, you know, people were basically responding to his tweet, and he he responded with another tweet. He says this. He says, "How radical is basically the Catholic Church's decision? A Catholic can love Jesus with all her heart, oppose abortion, and work at Catholic relief services, but if she believes government shouldn't put women in jail for abortion." then she can be denied a, a, a communion. No wonder membership is... De- that's what they go to, is declining. They go to putting women in jail as though that's what it means to be pro-life. Folks, I've got to go. Out of time here. Thanks for listening. S-D-G-C. Tomorrow, take care.